What's up, Lamb Fam? Welcome back to the Life After Miscarriage podcast, where we unapologetically chat the ins and outs of what life is actually like after miscarriage. I'm your host, Shelly Metling, and with four angel babies myself and one rainbow baby here on earth, I have created a platform for you guys to share your stories. So sit back, relax, get ready to relate, laugh, and cry as we get real on what life is actually like after miscarriage in the 21st century. Hey guys, before we get into today's episode, I want to talk a bit about lube. Yeah, lube. I know. I never thought I'd be on the internet talking about lube, but here I am running a podcast called Life After Miscarriage, and lube is just a part of the deal. I don't know about you guys, but I always make sure that my lube is fertility friendly, especially when TTC. My favorite fertility-friendly lubricant is Fairhaven Health's Baby Dance Lube. Baby Dance Lube is the only fertility-friendly lubrication that is paraben-free and cleared by the FDA. The patented formula is pH-matched to fertile cervical mucus and semen. This means semen won't die in the lubricant. And don't forget to visit the link in the description of this episode to get your hands on some of your own Baby Dance Lubricant. Shout out to Fairhaven Health for offering us Lamb Ladies a 10% discount code using code LAM, and that's a capital L-A-M. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, everyone. We have Latika Brewster on today's episode. I'm so excited to get to know a little bit more about her. Latika, I'm just going to toss it at you. Start wherever you'd like with your story. Okay, thank you. Um, I've listened to a ton of episodes, so I know kind of where everyone starts. Um, I won't give a ton of information about my relationship or anything, but I've been with my fiance for about five and a half years now. Um, we're supposed to get married in October, but coronavirus has ruined that. So that's still a to be determined situation. Um, but um, my story starts with actually, I do have a son. He's two years old. Um, about three years ago, um, I stopped taking birth control because I accidentally ran out and I had been wanting to get off hormonal birth control for a while. So I just kind of went with it thinking um, I want to get through like the acne and the changes that happen with my body and just be prepared for when we do want to have kids. Cause I've heard sometimes it takes a little while to regulate your cycle and stuff like that. Um, we weren't <laughs> planning on having kids, but two months later I, became pregnant, um, totally unplanned and unexpected. And I'm so grateful for that experience. Now I never thought like you would want to get pregnant without planning it. Um, But after trying to get pregnant with our second, I totally appreciate that so much more now. Um, That pregnancy was super easy. I was naive. he was born and we talked about having another one pretty soon after. Um, I kind of planned it all out perfectly. Of course, I was also planning our wedding. So um, I literally, you know, calculated the month that we should start trying or the month that we should conceive and how old that baby would be and when we would get married and blah, 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 all that stuff. Um, and I totally <laughs> regret that now because nothing, literally nothing goes as planned. So I don't know why I thought that was a good idea. Um, I was breastfeeding my son actually, so I didn't even get my periods back, Um, but we were kind of just blindly trying. I was hoping I would like never have to even have a period and I would just get pregnant again, Um, but that didn't work. So that was around when he was like eight months or so. Um, And I ended up deciding to stop breastfeeding at one year 
just so that I would get my cycle back because he was kind of weaning himself anyway. And I just would rather have known, you know, been able to track my cycle and stuff like that. So finally, we had been trying technically. It felt like we were trying, but I, I wasn't really um, until I got my period back. And then we kind of just kept trying. And I know that it takes a couple months, but obviously having an unplanned you know, unexpected pregnancy the first time, it seemed like, what, like, why would this be a struggle the next time? So it made it, it feel like a really long time. I know it's like in the grand scheme of things, eight or nine months of trying is not that much, but it felt, I, I was already like kind of bummed about that situation. Um, but what happened? Oh, I was actually introduced to this podcast while I was still trying. I didn't have any experience with miscarriage myself, but um, my friend or someone I went to college with, Teresa, I heard her episode because she shared it on her Instagram and I was interested in that. Um, so I listened to her episode just to hear her story. And it was so like, I've never heard anything so vulnerable. It was the first episode of this podcast or anything like it that I had ever listen to and I just felt like so like obviously I didn't experience it myself but I felt so much empathy and like so much of her pain as much as I could without going through it myself of course um and something I don't know something about it like made not that episode specifically but I'm also in a bunch of mom Facebook groups and I've heard over time plenty of you know miscarriage stories um, and for some reason, I just always had it in the back of my head um, after I had been trying for a little while that a miscarriage would be a part of my journey. And I don't really know like why I felt like that. Obviously, I didn't want that to be the case, but I don't know, something about it just made me feel that way. So I was kind of nervous, um, as anyone would be probably, going into my next pregnancy. I did get a positive pregnancy test finally. Um, it was October of that year, so it had been about eight months of trying, and we got the positive, and it was exciting, but I don't know. I, I was trying not to worry too much, obviously, but it was maybe just like an intuition thing. I just felt kind of off about it, um, but it hadn't even been that long. It was about, I was five and a half weeks um, when I did experience my first miscarriage. Um, there was no reason for me to think anything was wrong. Um, I was actually on the way to my one of my best friend's wedding. It was a pretty casual, like midday ceremony. Um, and I was driving to the hotel to get my hair and makeup done. Um, and I had only told a couple of people that I was pregnant. But for some reason in the car, like I'm just listening to music jamming out. And I remember specifically thinking, just hope I don't have a miscarriage today which is so wild. I had no cramping or bleeding or any, you know, reason to think that, but I did. And I went, you know, I was getting my hair done, went to the bathroom, went in the hotel, just like whatever, because I had to, and there was blood. So that was, it kind of just felt like this is what I knew was coming. And everyone else was like, no, you know, it could be normal. Like, don't worry obviously like and obviously that's what I was hoping as well um I texted like my mom and my fiance and my friend that was getting married had actually um experienced that previously her mom as well so I, I felt 
like I had support there, but still it was an awful feeling. Um, but I didn't know what to do really. So I just put a panty liner in and hoped that it was just a little normal spotting. Um, and then we went to the ceremony like an hour or two later, um, walked down the aisle. It was like, it was a beautiful ceremony. I was crying because I would cry at probably any wedding, but I was crying for my friend and I was crying for myself out of fear and just kind of knowing what was happening. Um, and after the ceremony, I went to the bathroom and there was a lot more blood. So I just decided to go to the nearest emergency room. Uh, my fiance was at home with my son who was taking a nap at the time and he was planning on coming. It wasn't far from my house. So he was planning on coming to the reception after the ceremony when he woke up from his nap. Um, but he was still napping and I, I don't know, I'm okay with being alone in awful situations apparently. So I told, you know, everyone just, it's fine. I'll just go and check it out and see what happens. So I walked into the emergency room. Luckily no one was there. I was in like my bridesmaid dress. It's just, it's, crazy to imagine it um, and I was crying and it was just so dramatic um, but they took me back right away and one of the doctors checked me and just basically said based on the amount of blood that I was losing that it most likely was a miscarriage um, they took me to ultrasound eventually I was waiting in this bed for a while it's kind of a jumble now but it was such a crazy experience, but all I could think of was Teresa's episode and the things that she talked about as far as like the bedside manner of the doctors and the ER and just so much. I felt almost like I was prepared for it. Um, I, the whole time I was just thinking that I was so grateful that I had heard that story already because it would have been totally different if I didn't know what to expect. Um, like the, everything that was happening, I was kind of like, oh, okay, yep. Like I, I knew this was coming and, and I had felt these emotions almost as close as I could have. Um, so still so grateful. And it's weird that I know I was, you know, even introduced to the podcast beforehand, but I'm so glad that I had found it already. Um, and so they confirmed that it was a miscarriage. I was only five and a half weeks. So there was, it was, it actually was just like a heavy period, like they say. Um, and there was obviously nothing anyone could do. So <laughs> I went back to the wedding. I don't even know. It's crazy to think back now, but I felt like I had the most support from the people that were there. Um, and my fiance met me back there at the wedding. So I just went back. I didn't want to miss out on that day and just be home alone and sad about what was happening to me and sad about missing that. So we went back and I had, it was sad, but I had a fun enough time. Um, we weren't there for that long. And then that was that. It was really hard for me, but the po I immediately started listening to more episodes of podcasts and that helped me so much. It's, it's crazy. Every, every time someone in one of the Facebook mom groups talks about their loss, I'm immediately like, so sorry, check out this podcast. It helped me so much. Um, but anyway, uh, we started trying again right away. Um, I, at that point, had been tracking, like, everything. I had the <clears throat> ovulation strips and was tracking my body temperature. So right off the bat, I was, I just tracked it and caught 
my ovulation. Um, and so somehow that it worked again after trying for so long, I didn't really think that we would be successful right away, but the next month. So it was like five weeks after I got another positive. Um, and it was like so much relief that it didn't take another eight months to get to that point or whatever. Um, but for some reason, I just felt off about it from the start. Um, still like that same intuition of like, this isn't right or something's going to happen. But obviously, I was just thinking that I was nervous and that would be the feeling no matter what. I got an early ultrasound for that pregnancy. Um, actually, I went in at like exactly six weeks and there was nothing to see other than um, like a yolk sac or something like that. I can't even remember specifically. And so I went in a week later. So that was like just under seven weeks. And we did see a heartbeat and this like tiny little blob that supposedly was a baby. Um, and that felt good, but I still didn't feel like obviously that does. I've heard enough episodes at that point to know that seeing the heartbeat doesn't really mean a whole lot. Um, so I still, I still felt off about it, but that was a great milestone to pass, of course. Um, I didn't announce the pregnancy or anything. I told like my mom and some friends and the days went by so slow um, for that pregnancy. Um, but the whole time I just felt I didn't want to celebrate it. And I would totally like, at, like to anyone else, I would be like, yes, like you're pregnant, enjoy it while you are, you know, I'd have all the advice for someone else, but I didn't take that for myself at all, just because I felt so off about it. Um, at my nine week intake appointment, I actually kind of like lost it and bawled my eyes out to the nurse, um, begged her to check for the heartbeat, but just because I mean, it's possible to hear the heartbeat, but obviously it's also possible to not be able to find it so early. So she refused to do it for me just because she didn't want me to freak out if she couldn't find it, except for I was already freaking out. So it still makes me mad to think about that scenario. Um, I just felt like something wasn't right and she totally dismissed me. Um, so I just waited. Actually, I went home and immediately ordered my own home Doppler. I was just pissed. Um, and I got it a couple of days later and every, every day I checked, but I didn't freak out because I know like I, I could totally just not find it because it's so early. So every day I calmly checked and still thought like, there's no way that, some, that this is going right. But I just kind of held it all in because I didn't know what else to do. I had been dismissed. Um, so finally, three weeks after that, I went in for my 12-week appointment, and um, the doctor checked for the heartbeat, and after, I mean, I knew she wasn't going to find it. Like, I was pretty much 100% positive, but just from my own, like, feelings, so how can I really say that? But after a couple, you know, minute maybe of not finding it, I'm crying on the table and she's probably like, you're crazy. Like, just give me a second. Um, and then she couldn't find it and she was trying to reassure me. It's okay. We're just going to send you over for an ultrasound. This is normal. Um, so I just waited there. Uh, they sent me over. I had to go like across the street to the hospital for an ultrasound. 
and they got me in pretty quickly for that, thankfully. But I'm alone at this appointment as well because I actually don't really know why I was, but I think my fiance was just home with with our son. Um, so I went to the ultrasound and the moment she put the wand on me, luckily she asked, do you wanna see the screen? Because I've heard so many stories about not seeing the screen that would have made me so angry. Um, but the moment I saw it, I know like what to, I was expecting or hoping to see, of course, and there was nothing, um, basically nothing. The ultrasound tech immediately said, I'm not seeing a baby with a heartbeat. And I was already crying and I already knew. So it was heartbreaking and awful. But at the same time, like, see, like I knew this. And I'm just still so frustrated that, well, actually, so backtrack a little bit they were able to determine based off like the size of the sack or something I don't know that the baby passed away pretty much right after that ultrasound where I saw the heartbeat um so it's just so frustrating knowing at that nine week appointment at least when I was basically begging them to check like I could we could have just found out then but no I had to wait um that was hard but it's another like I had heard so many stories already through the podcast that again, I kind of knew like that that happens, mis miscarriage. I'm glad that that wasn't a new thing for me as it was happening to me. Um, so even though I was probably a little more paranoid about all the things that could happen, it felt good to, to know. Um, I went back to the doctor and she was super nice to me about it, um, of course. Well, not of course, but luckily she was really sweet. Um, and she gave me a packet and she was like, I'm not gonna talk to you right now about these options, but I just want you to go home and read this. Like, get back to me tomorrow, let us know. And I was like, no, actually I would like a DNC as soon as possible. <laughs> she was kind of surprised that I, knew what I wanted or even probably knew what those options were but I've heard enough stories like I keep saying I was ready I'm not trying to to just wait and see I mean I already wasn't miscarrying for so long and I didn't want to take the pill I've heard enough stories about that being an awful experience so I knew like I just wanted to get this over with um, so luckily they were able to schedule that DNC for the next day um, so I went home and told my family and my friends that did know I was pregnant about what was going on. Um, we were <laughs> just, we had just bought a house and we're moving and packing and painting and all these exciting things. But I had to take a break obviously to go in for that. And it was so sad and it was so hard and it's so hard to remember, but Again, I'm just so grateful for how prepared I felt for those emotions and experiences. Um, it's hard, it's a hard like line because I wish more people talked about miscarriage, but also it is hard. You don't really want to be paranoid or so scared when you haven't experienced that yet. So I can see why we don't talk so much about it. Everyone would be scared so scared their whole pregnancies um, I mean everyone is a little bit but I don't know I still felt grateful to be prepared in that way um, and at that point so this was in January so COVID hadn't happened yet um, and our wedding was planned for October so it was hard I wanted to try again but also 
am also thinking like, well, I don't want to be nine months pregnant on my wedding day. That would be awful. So it was hard to to re rearrange or replan out my perfect little plan that I had for when to get pregnant and when we'll have the baby. And then I'm thinking, I I just want to enjoy the wedding day and be able to like drink, honestly. <laughs> so like I went through kind of that back and forth trying to decide. Um, then soon enough, coronavirus happened and we did um, postpone our wedding pretty quickly just because I didn't want to deal with the stress of checking the news every day for like six months to see if we could have our wedding. Um, so once the wedding was out of the way, um, it was easier to just decide to start trying again. Um, and previously I had been tracking, I said, my cycle so you know so perfectly I was suspecting a like a luteal phase defect because my cycles and my periods were so short and you know you get go down the rabbit hole of googling everything and I'm thinking like okay I need progesterone I, like all these things and like talking to my doctors actually multiple times that I did bring up the idea of progesterone and the idea of possibly having something wrong with my cycle um, because of such a short luteal phase they just kept dismissing me I guess my doctor's office particularly like doesn't believe in progesterone or something but it was so frustrating hearing so many other women just saying like yeah my doctor just gave me that like just in case I was like can you just give it to me just like if if you don't think it works like whatever but like maybe um and they didn't so at that point I was like taking you know vitamins and supplements like on my own trying to figure it out and self-medicate um I used topical like natural progesterone cream um on my own because I'm like it's I'm not just gonna sit back and like wait forever to then try to figure this out so it was a little overwhelming to try to do on my own but I would rather do something than nothing um but I was hoping that maybe the DNC in a couple months of waiting kind of reset my cycle um but I did start tracking I, I thought to myself that I wouldn't move just try you know but like you have to like we don't honestly have sex that often that we can just not try like it would probably just would have never happened on the right time if that was the case so I did get back into you know tracking the days and at least knowing like my fertile week and everything like that but things seem to be normal again um, it did take a couple months but I finally got another positive pregnancy test and I am today actually 12 weeks um which is crazy this was the kind of the last milestone as far as like my previous experiences since it was my 12 week appointment that I found out about the the last loss and I have been checking well I have actually been checking for the heartbeat every single day since like eight and a half or nine weeks and I've been able to find it so easily I found it this morning already just to confirm I'm officially 12 weeks and that feels really good but I also I don't know it also doesn't feel that great just knowing that literally anything can happen still I haven't announced it yet or anything 
and I don't really know why. <laughs> I think it's more, uh, like I'm ready to celebrate, but I'm not really ready to like talk about it, if that makes sense. I was the same I, way, yeah. <laughs> like I want to talk about it to strangers. Like I'm here for this. I actually scheduled this like two months ago or so, like almost right after I found out because I was like either – I want, well, I need like things to look forward to at this point, but, or I'm going to need like that, like if, if there's another loss, like I'm going to need to talk about it. Um, <laughs> so that's where it's, I'm at right now. It's almost like, um, like you want to celebrate it and whatnot, but you also like don't want other people to get excited. You almost want to like yeah. not believe it's real so that if something were to happen, you wouldn't be so devastated. But the thing is, is like, we still will be so devastated, you know, Yeah. <laughs> but it's total. I did the same thing. Yeah. I even, so I did share actually on Instagram almost immediately after both of my miscarriages, actually like two days after the first one, it was in October. So it was like the day um, of like pregnancy and infant loss awareness day or whatever. Um, and so I shared about it like right away and that made me feel better I know a lot of people don't want to share about it but I'm like feeling awful and honestly I'm just like you you should all feel awful with me right now because this sucks <laughs> so I did share and I shared even before my DNC um just because I wanted to get it out there I don't know really why I don't share a ton about my life but I maybe do overshare sometimes on Instagram but so I'm not like afraid to have to announce something bad. I did that plenty of times, but still, I don't know. I even just told my mom like yesterday that I was pregnant because I don't want to like, she'll text me every single day asking me how I'm feeling and stuff. And like, I just talking about it too much. Like I've talked to my like best friends about it, but I don't know. I just feel weird about telling I don't know it makes it more real I don't know I <laughs> was sure like, everyone I was, <laughs> yes I'm like I'm like viciously head nodding over here because I completely <laughs> understand I did the same thing and it's funny because like my mom I think I told her at 10 weeks when I was pregnant with my rainbow mm -hmm. baby and she's like what you're 10 weeks and I'm like yes I'm sorry <laughs> but don't talk to me about it <laughs> I know. I don't even know. It doesn't make sense to me. I'm I'm ready to tell people. I'm excited now. At first, I was like, maybe I'll like pull a whole Kylie Jenner and just have a baby and then <laughs> tell people. But after a while, I'm like, okay, I, I totally can't wait. I'm excited. <laughs> but still, in this weird in-between feeling. Yeah, for sure. It's normal. Uh, I always ask at the end of every episode, if you have one piece of advice for somebody in a similar situation, what would it be? Um, I feel like I would be able to give so much advice to someone else. Um, I never take my own advice, but, um, one that I think is just the easiest one to say would be just to allow yourself to feel whatever you're feeling. Of course, that's easier said than done. And I used specifically listening to other people's stories and, and, their emotions and like crying it out with other people basically to help me feel um but i know i've seen i've heard other people as well um you know one minute you feel like your world is over and then maybe you'll feel like you kind of got over it too fast or or you don't care enough or something and it comes in waves and you just have to know that whatever you're feeling is normal 
um, and it's okay to grieve, you know, or feel however you want. Um, and I, like I said before, like, don't be afraid to let other people feel bad for you. I don't know, it felt really good for me to tell other people so that they would know what I was going through. Um, because I just, especially now during COVID and being home and literally being alone, like I'm alone, but I know everyone else knows like what I went through and what I'm, you know, when I announce my pregnancy now, people will, you know, know that this has been a struggle. And I feel like that's helpful for me, um, for sure, for other people to know and feel. Absolutely. I totally agree. Uh, if somebody wants to reach out to you, where could they do so? Um, Instagram is probably good. My page is public and I post plenty. So you can message me there. Um, it's, I think it's at Teak Teak, but I'm sure you'll share it in the notes. Yes, so it will be linked, so it'll be easy for everybody to find. Thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate yeah, it, you. and congrats. I I know, like, I know like I don't know for you, but whenever I would hear congrats, it would kind of give me the heebie-jeebies for some reason. When I, it does. I know. Yeah. It's scary. Oh, and also right now, my two best friends are pregnant, like one's six weeks ahead of me and one's 12 weeks ahead of me. And oh, my goodness. Sister, my sister-in-law is one week ahead of me, so. Oh, gosh. Great. That adds. It's, I mean, great, yeah. but adds to the So much pressure. Uh-huh, yeah. for sure. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate you. Everyone listening appreciates you. And, yeah, just you're awesome. So thank you so Uh, much I will be keeping up with your story and you'll have to keep us all posted I will alright we will talk soon Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend who could find it useful or share it on your Instagram stories. Tag myself, tag my guest, so that we can personally thank you. This is a lamb fam, you guys. We're not in this alone. We're creating this ripple effect together. 